0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Small Steps, Big Successes podcast, where you'll find inspiration, motivation, and helpful tips for those times in your life when you're experiencing challenging transitions and changes. My goal is to encourage you to look deep within yourself to discover what you really want out of life and to help you take the steps necessary to reach your goals so that you can become an even better version of yourself. So if you find yourself in the midst of a transition, unsure of what comes next or how to move forward, then you've come to the right place to learn how to navigate that transition and come out on the other side feeling great about the person you've become through it all. Thanks so much for being here and enjoy today's podcast. Welcome, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us here today for this episode of the Small Steps, Big Successes podcast. I'm very excited to share this amazing woman with you today my guest today is my dear friend jillian williams she's the owner of bevoir contemporary portraits she's an innovative and creative entrepreneur as well as a mom to four young kids she's one of the most genuine people i've ever had the pleasure to get to know and she does the most amazing work I never really ever liked photos of myself until I met Jillian. She did a photo session with me, and I actually then had trouble picking one photo. <laughs> I walked out with dozens of photos because I loved them all. Um, so it was really really hard. So she does just some absolutely amazing work, and her mission is beautiful. And I'm really excited to share her with you today. Welcome, Jillian.
1: Thank you, friend. I like that introduction. Amazing and genuine. That was awesome.
0: That's exactly how I see you, my friend. So we are actually recording this in um, Jillian's studio, which is kind of cool. So in the background, we've got um, some of her colleagues um, putting some things away. They're all decked out for Christmas. Her team is here um, doing some amazing things. So you might hear some residual noise in the background, and we might even have them join us in conversation at some point, or they might chime in. Who knows? But um, that's the fun part about doing live podcasts. So, um, thank you very much for having me here today. We will have you anytime. So why don't you start off by telling us a little bit about yourself and your story leading up to where you are today. We're going to talk more about Bevor specifically in a few minutes, but just kind of get us to that point.
1: Okay. Um, well, when I graduated from college, I graduated with a social services degree, so I've always wanted to help people. Um, but I definitely went into that social services, which, you know, can Mm -hmm. people burn out very, very quickly in that type of role. So when I had my first baby, I was like, thank you, Lord, I don't have to work anymore. (laughs) I'm going to be a stay at home mom. This is what I want to do, you know? And then I had four babies and now I'm like, I'd like to go to work. (laughs) Work is good. Um, but at that time in my life, I was home with my youngest, and I actually became a newborn photographer um so i oh. I only photographed babies that were less than ten days old, so that like little tiny sack of potatoes that just sleeps wow. on you that was my First love, And if they stayed that little, I would have an orphanage.
0: After four, I figured out they don't stay that little.
1: Um, but I just love that age. And I was in the middle of having my own babies. So I was just inundated with babies. And I, I built a pretty successful portraiture business of newborns. Um, but somewhere along the way, I found that my creativity as an artist was kind of lacking. Because everybody thinks that pictures of their babies are cute, mm-hmm. even if they're terrible like you can have a baby that is not so cute and it's like shot off the nose and all kinds of awkward and everyone's like
0: oh it's a baby
1: so as an artist for me that was a little difficult like I really wanted to be a little bit more challenged so when I decided to specialize in women that was definitely more challenging because ladies do not feel that way about photos of themselves like if not a good photo they're going to tell you and they're not going to like it and they're not going to want it so it was definitely a whole different situation when I changed my specialty and I've always been the kind of person that likes to focus on one specific thing and do it really really well I always say if you try to be a jack of all trades you're a master of none so I prefer to specialize in something and really just learn it inside and out and be able to do the best that I can with that specific thing so now it's women
0: And that's great. Women don't pee on me. This
1: is true.
0: (laughs) It's great. (laughs) Occupational hazards. (laughs) Well, that's a great leading because my next question is to tell us a little bit about what you're doing now here at the studio, um, your mission... And so just kind of let you keep going. Okay. Then. So,
1: um, at Bev before we only photograph women. I've got lots of men that are like, why not? But you know, because I'm so specialized, it'd be difficult for me to do the opposite, you know, of what I do. So we only photograph ladies here. And it really it's my mission that every woman should have a photo that she loves. You know, most of us don't, we really don't like ourselves in photos. We're our own worst critic. So we look at a photo and we totally pick it apart and we figure out why we don't like it. Or if we do have one, it's like 20 years old because we're like, back then I looked so great, you know. Um, But truly in this day and age of social media, someone should be able to see your photo and in a crowded coffee shop find you. If they can't find you, you need a new picture. You know, if your photo is 20 years old and your hair is a different color, that's witness protection. That's not a photo of you that should be on LinkedIn or Facebook. So um, there's actually quite a big group of ladies that needs photos. It's a need that wasn't being met. So And for a lot of them, you know, still to this day, we have ladies that come in and they're like, I'm nervous. I don't want to be here because we've been conditioned to not like our photos. Mm -hmm. But at BevRoar, what we do, which is so awesome, is that we really spend a lot of time with our ladies. Like, that's why we're friends, because Mm -hmm. we spent three hours together and I got to know you and I love you. And, you know, there's so much about you that's amazing. And it really doesn't feel like work. You know, when I was Mm -hmm. in social services, I was like, oh, I have to go to work. Now I'm like this is what i get to do every day like this is great you know because we make a new friend so we have a lady that comes in and we get to remind her how pretty she is because each of us is beautiful we each have our own things about us that you know are what makes us sparkle you know so somebody might have gorgeous eyes and another person might have the best cheekbones and somebody else has really cool hair you know we each have something about us that you know is kind of like our little kiss like that's the best part of us and i think that sometimes we as women forget that because we get so jealous about what somebody else has you know if my arms are not my favorite feature i look at other ladies and i'm like their arms are so great and why why do we do that just because she has good arms doesn't mean i don't so what i love about bevro is that we're able to remind women that they have features that are beautiful and then make them remember that and show them so that instead of them saying oh, I have no pictures that I love. They're like, okay, use this one. Like, I like the way I look in this one, and this one makes me feel pretty, and I feel good in it. And then they feel confident and happy, and it just kind of makes everything better yes. in that life. So. so what inspired the idea for Bitmore? Um, I actually, that's a hard question to answer. It was, I had a friend that we had been talking about it, and she was like, I think that you should do this. And I was like, mm, I don't really want to she was like no I think you should and I was like but I'm happy with my babies and I think the problem was at the time I didn't have a photo of myself that I loved so once I was able to change that and I was like oh wow this really is powerful you know it sounds silly I like to say I'm changing the world one photo at a time it's kind of a joke but it's also really true Mm -hmm. like I had never experienced it. And once I felt that, and I was like, okay, I'm proud of this picture. Like, I want, I'm okay with putting it, you know, out there. Then I was like, okay, everybody needs this. Yeah. Like, every woman that I've ever known should have a photo that she loves. And if she doesn't, she needs to come because it really does change your life when you feel good about what you're putting out there. So,
0: yeah. I'm going to read something that you have on your website and then I want to sort of ask a question in conjunction with that. So, On your website, you have, you sort of describe Bevor as, um, Bevor loves beauty. Bevor loves luxury. Bevor believes that every woman and every is in all caps. Every woman deserves to have a picture of herself that she loves in all caps. (laughs) I like to write in all
1: caps and I'm very (laughs) serious about
0: things. (laughs) (laughs) Bevor is starting revolution with a luxury portrait brand. Mm -hmm. Most women don't take the time to be photographed, and I want to change that. I believe that every woman should own a picture of herself that makes her gasp in delight. I want to showcase the best version of you. Spend time being photographed with me so I can show you how beautiful you are. Exist in photos. Let Bravore freeze these moments in time so that you can enjoy them forever. I absolutely love that. Can I just well, say that you. is absolutely beautiful. Um, and having had a chance to get to know you and to work with you and to go through the process... You, I mean, you have just, I mean, the studio, I wish people could see it. It's absolutely gorgeous. You have a beautiful style about you, a beautiful way about you. And you, when you go through the process of a photo session with you, it, it, you do, you feel like, I feel like a million bucks the whole time. I mean, you know, Ruby's doing my hair and my makeup and I'm, you know, I'm like, woohoo, you know? Um, And I walked out, well, you know, I I had trouble picking my pictures because Mm -hmm. there were so many of them. And so like, you have this beautiful mission, this beautiful belief statement and you live it. And that's that's a beautiful thing. Sometimes you see these companies that have these beautiful mission statements, and then you really take a look inside and go, "Okay, yeah, it's a good yeah. idea, but it's not really happening." Like, like you're living it, you're breathing it. It's what happens here. So, and we sort of touched on this a little bit, but I'm going to let you kind of riff on it a little bit more here. You know, what inspired this? mission They and 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 also talk a little bit about how it's evolved because when you and i were together we were you were working out of your home yeah now you have this gorgeous studio and it even in the time that you've been here has evolved and grown and you've got a shop now and it's just so talk a little bit about that yeah we don't do anything slow no, here. <laughs> no you don't do it slow um, you don't do it small
1: no yeah go <laughs> big or go home um you know, I think that the topic of existing in photos is kind of a big deal. Like when you were reading through my mission statement, I was like, yes to this. and Yes to that. You know, and for me, existing in photos is huge. You know, I read somewhere that in the next 10 years, we're not going to be able to access a lot of our photos. Because if you think about it, from the last 10 years, most of your photos are probably on what? A CD? Mm-hmm. Does your Mac still have a CD drive? This one does, but they don't. And the new ones mean. don't. Yeah. yeah. So like how crazy is that? Mm-hmm. You know, our technology is going so fast yep. that we're not going to be able to keep up. And eventually we're not going to be able to access these photos. And most of us are so guilty because technology makes it easy mm-hmm. of snapping a million and then never doing anything with them. Oh, yeah. So they say whatever you don't print will be obsolete in a couple years. But the, the even more interesting part of it is if you look back when our grandmothers were young, they went and they sat. For portraits they yes. saved all their money and they were like this is important and that you know even back into the black and white era and mm-hmm. the really really early you know 1900s women were going and getting photos because it's such an important thing and yet right now we don't exist in pictures so for me that was a huge part of it was like your photo should be on the wall you know when I was little and I would look at the wall and see a picture of my mom and be like oh she's so you know, cause it was there mm-hmm. and now my walls are filled with pictures of my children, but I should be up there too. It's really important that we exist in photos. So I think for me, that was a huge part of it was my clients all the time will say, well, can I just get the digitals? <laughs> I'm like, sure. But the print's my gift to you. Like, I want you to exist in mm-hmm. this photo. You know, you yeah. need to have a photo of you that you can put on the wall that you've got solid that you can hold. Um, and the other part of it, when I talk about freezing your beauty in time, that was really important to me is I have so many women that will say, oh, I should have done that when I was younger or like, oh, if you'd caught me 10 pounds ago or what, you know, things like that, the the negative is what always comes out first, you know, and for me, I, I hear you. Yes. I look back at photos of myself 10 years ago and I'm like, oh, it was this or that, but here, to me, one of the most important things is celebrating your life at every season. You know, just because you are, I think our oldest client was in our mid to late 70s. Just because you're in your 70s doesn't mean you don't need a good photo. You know, you have kids and grandkids that know you the way you are now, and they want a photo of you that they can have and keep and cherish. You know, it it's not a good sales pitch, but... When somebody passes away, the first thing you look for is photos. Mm -hmm. You know, you it it is something that you cherish, and I can't really be like, "Hey, if you die, you want a good photo," (laughs) but it's true, like. You know, we our grandmothers just because they're in their seventies doesn't mean we shouldn't have a photo of them that we can keep forever and have on the wall that is beautiful and the best version of them, not just them in the kitchen or them sitting in a chair or whatever, you know, like you want a really beautiful one. So I think that was a lot of my mission statement is getting women to recognize that Mm -hmm. because we come up with so many excuses that we put it off and it's not really something that we should put off until tomorrow because you can always get photos retaken. You can never go backwards. And that's an important Thing to remember, at least to me, it's huge for me. <laughs> so, what do you love most about what you do? Um, I love, and this sounds totally weird and creepy, but I love seeing other people post their pictures and what their friends say. And I know that sounds kind of stalkerish, but um, you know, I scroll through Facebook all the time and don't hit like and don't make comments and don't, you know, I just scroll so people don't have to comment. So to me, when you change your photo and your friends are like, you look beautiful or I love it, or, you know, they're hitting that like, or love button. Like it's a big deal to me, you know, because I feel like they don't have to do that. They really believe that otherwise they wouldn't be saying it. And in this day and age, that validation is really important. And it also like is, is good for your heart. You know, mm-hmm. like it's nice that people are supporting one another. I think at Bevro, one of the things that I love about you know, when ladies have come for a session, we call them a bevore supermodel. And one of the things that I love about my supermodels is that they're so inclusive. Like, we take a photo of a new girl, and they're like, "Welcome, welcome to the club." You know, because mm-hmm. just because we have one woman who is gorgeous doesn't mean that the lady after her isn't. We can all be beautiful, and we can all be friends, and we can all be together, and that's good. Yes. But we're we're raised in this society where we think like, "Oh, she's pretty." instead of, Oh, you're really pretty, you know, it, mm-hmm. it's backwards. So I think that we are worried that if we let somebody else's light shine, that ours will dim and that's mm-hmm. not how it works. So I love that my ladies are so like open arms, you yes. know, come on in. It's, it's amazing. That's, okay. I love it. It's a beautiful culture that you've got
0: going yes. in the, in the supermarket. <laughs> I
1: thought you were going to say cult. I'm like, well, kind of, <laughs> but it's a <laughs> little you bit like a culture. culture
0: yeah. <laughs> yes. So I had mentioned before you started out working out of your home, mm-hmm. and you made the move to this studio location. Mm-hmm. And even since you've been here, you've expanded. So, talk to us a little bit about because the, there's also a piece to what I do that you know speaks to entrepreneurs and taking that that leap of faith. And and so, what made you want to go bigger? Because you had a nice thing going out, out of your home. It was it was at your home, nice mm-hmm. and convenient. Now you've got you know, anytime you open up a place of your own there's you know all kinds of other things when you expand your yes. business new location more costs you know all kinds of other things that get added on top how did you know it was time to make that jump was it a scary move
1: just talk about well that. i think any growth is scary Um, and we're still in the process of trying to figure out what's going to work best for us. So I think when you say there's lots of change happening Mm -hmm. here, there's always change because there's always reinvention, you know? So if something isn't working, we need to figure out a better way to do it. Mm -hmm. And over the summer, my intern said to me, she was like, you know, people say like when one door opens or when one door closes, another one will open. She was like, that's not you. If a door closes, you're like ready to knock a wall down to make a window. (laughs) Like there's not, there's no waiting period here. Um, And actually, the way that we came to Arcona was all a little bit of happenstance. I feel like everything happens for a reason, and we were not actually intending to move. Um, It was kind of a crazy story that was not at all my doing, so when it kind of all came together, we were like, I guess this is where we're supposed to be. And then, when we had a bigger space, you know, before it was a luxury brand. So it was okay that it was in my basement ish for the beginning, but it really did need its own home because the space is much more conducive to that Mm -hmm. luxury brand. Um, And then I don't have to worry about it if my kids are eating popcorn tonight because no (laughs) one's going to come in the basement. Um, But so, in that respect, it was a good good move. And, um, yes, now Ruby's here full-time as the director of makeup. And we have Erica here as the director of first impressions. So there's a team here, which is amazing. Um, and when the ladies, like when you came in for the session in the basement, a lot of times they would say like, how do I redo this makeup tomorrow? Like, I love what you did. Help me fix it. And we had no real way to do that. Mm -hmm. So based on client feedback, we were like, oh, well, if we're going to have a bigger space, we should, you know, bring in things that for us will help to increase the experience of everywhere, make it even more luxury, but also things that we're passionate about and we're excited about. So we actually spent a really long time choosing our makeup line. It wasn't just like, oh, we're going to pick this one, you know, and we've done a lot of research and we went to conventions and, you know, to to figure out what brands we can have in our store because they're handpicked, but that are also very luxurious and, and organic and natural things that are going to increase your life experience. You know, we want things that are going to be good for you and, you know, help just make your day better rather than like, oh, my makeup is drying out my skin or, you know, this lotion is terrible. Like we, that's not Bevro. So we were very, very careful about what we selected. Um, and most of the stuff that we carry in the store is one of a kind. So you can't find it anywhere else, which I like to be different. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's been really fun for us because our ladies want to come and get black toothpaste or, you know, we have like really fun, um, oil balms that you can put Mm -hmm. on so that you don't have to like mix the oils together. So like there are things like that that are really unique that they come here for, because you can't get them anywhere else. So we just kind of figured out what, we loved and then grew it from there because we were like, if we love it, then our supermodels will love it. And if it fits our brand and it fits what we want to do, then we're happy having it on board. So that was kind of how we grew, (laughs) but much faster than what I just said. It was kind of like an explosion,
0: (laughs) you know, Oh, there's product over there. Great. Yeah. Awesome. So So what's been the biggest lesson for you so far in this business journey? (sighs) Um, There's so many, Um,
1: you know, I think that my biggest lesson, I always try to operate under the, um, treat people the way that you want to be treated, you know? And I think that sometimes at BevRoar, it's like visual therapy, you know, we'll get some ladies who, when they come in, they almost seem cranky or mean and it's, and it's a defense mechanism, you know, Mm -hmm. because it really does affect every part of your life if you don't like the way you look, Mm -hmm. you know? So I think that for me, the takeaway and one of the biggest lessons is, you know, don't be quick to judge, you know, even if somebody is, because we've had full sessions, like say we had a client that came and, you know, the entire session, she was just kind of cranky and not Mm. very nice. It doesn't happen often, but it has. And, you know, they left and we're like, Ooh, well, glad that one was over. Like bring on a girl that's going to be a little bit more nice tomorrow, you know? And then that same woman, came back and, you know, was in tears and said, I'm so sorry that, that I, I know that I wasn't as kind as I should have been. And I'm so sorry it was because of this, or, you know, I was having that issue. And I think that being able to be graceful and meet people where they are and Mm -hmm. love them where they are and say, you know, I get it. It's totally fine. I think has been a very interesting Mm -hmm. lesson because we want everybody to do that for us too. And You know, we all might in the beginning be like, oh, it's fine. But then after a couple hours, be like, well, can you snap out of it? You know, (laughs) like, come on now. But that's not necessarily like you have to meet people where they are. So just because it took her a little while to come back and say, I'm so sorry. Like, that's great. You know, we can still Mm -hmm. be friends and have a great relationship. And I love you. And it's okay that you were a little bit cranky that day. So it's been a very interesting. Yeah, it's
0: an interesting journey. But. So, how would you say you've grown personally through this experience so far?
1: Um, I think that I am a very strong willed person and I don't like to fail. And if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it all in. Um, but it is very, it's been a growing time for me because I can't necessarily control all of it. Yeah. Um, So my team laughs at me because they use the phrase manage my expectations a lot. (laughs) They are like, okay, Jillian, take it down. Like we're going to manage your expectations because you're here and what's really happening is here. So that's been a definite area for me that I feel like I have had to grow in, you know, is Mm -hmm. like if things are not happening on my timetable, that's okay. We're going to work as hard as we can and make sure that we're doing the best that we can do and grow from there, but not get discouraged if things don't happen exactly how we want or, you know exactly how in they were going in my mind and i think that that's something that i've definitely had to adjust to because i'm used to being the only one mm-hmm. running steering the ship so i'm like if i steer it it should go left and it's not you know and I, <laughs> that's okay
0: we'll eventually we'll get to where we're going mm-hmm. so it's been a learning curve for nice. me <laughs> nice usually at this point in the podcast i take a break from the serious questions oh, okay. and we do some fun get to know you questions I'm scared. Are you gay? Come on. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> it's just, it's a, they're a fun couple of questions. Um, so I love routines, um, especially morning routines. I'm all about morning routines. And, and so I'm always asking people, what, what's your morning routine look like? And you've got four, four. children. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure they're somewhere in the midst of your morning routine. So just tell us a little bit about what your morning routine looks like. And specifically, like because a lot of times there's so many variables you can't you might wish, want to do you know items one through five but some days you get one three and four and that's right. it so there's are there any non-negotiables like it doesn't matter what the day is like i will always get this particular thing in um i always make my kids their lunch oh
1: nice yeah they kind of need that yeah for sustenance so um, <laughs> it's good to feed the kids yeah and it, and it does kind of depend on like how like like yesterday I was like oh we slept through our alarm you know it was like fire drill go 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 you got to get on the bus <laughs> in 20 minutes um but generally we wake up and get dressed and head downstairs i should be telling you that i use every beauty product in my boutique one at a time in order mm-hmm. I'm a beauty ambassador so something <laughs> ruby ruby should tell you with them in order um <laughs> but generally i take a shower And then get dressed and head downstairs. And that's when I kind of have to get my crazy crew ready. Mm -hmm. So they're eating breakfast, getting their shoes on, getting their backpacks packed. I make their lunches and then they get on the bus. Um, and after they leave, I get my coffee, and then I drive here. <laughs> that is the most important part: is that I get my coffee. I was going to say the coffee's got to be a non-negotiable. Yes. I know that. Yeah. Um, in our house, because there are so many of us, I refuse to mate socks. So we just have a big, huge bin full mm-hmm. of socks. And my children, I'm like, go get some socks. It doesn't matter if they match. So sometimes my four year old son is wearing like pink striped socks and that's fine but i'm convinced that we started a trend because now there's a new company that sells mismatched socks and i feel like they saw my children and that's why they decided to because for years <laughs> we've been wearing mismatched socks because in our house like i don't have enough time so just go grab two as long as your feet are covered you're good to go mm-hmm. that's a not a non-negotiable you go get take care of your socks i'm gonna make your lunch <laughs> there you go so but, um, yeah very fun i should be getting some sort of residuals royalties from a mismatched sock
0: situation part of the creative force behind yeah. it right so force choice reading or creating
1: well I'm gonna have to say creating because okay. I love to read but I cannot tell you the last time I got to read a book or a magazine I've just okay. been too busy so I would say I would ha- it would be a lie if I didn't say creating okay fair enough city or suburbs suburbs okay. to live Mm-hmm. To live suburbs, yes. yes. Okay. To visit, I would go to the city all the time, but I wouldn't
0: want to live there. Okay. I need grass. <laughs> nice. What's your favorite food? The one food you couldn't live without?
1: Are we talking about the food that I eat all the time, or the food that I like? <laughs> because generally, mean? we eat a lot of salad, so I would say I can't eat, with, I can't live without that because it's what I eat. But if I had a choice, apparently I'm a carnivore, so I would take like a burger or a steak. Gotcha. <laughs> but I <laughs> eat the salad. <laughs> but I would like the other stuff way more.
0: Okay. What's your favorite um, TV or Netflix binge watching choice?
1: Oh. Um, I, I watch a lot
0: of TV, but
1: not at the same time. I listen to Mm -hmm. a lot of TV because after a client comes for a session, there's actually a lot of work that goes into it on the back end that nobody really thinks about. So when I have a session, I usually take over 600 photos because I'm a um, conversational photographer. So the way that I get the best Shots of you, of your best self, is that I'm talking to you while I'm taking Mm -hmm. your photos. So you're going to have some where you're talking back to me and they're weird, you know. So Mm -hmm. I go through them all and I narrow it down to about 30, and then I touch every single one of those photos to make sure they're perfect. And I adjust the, you know, backdrop color a little bit, and I, you know, I just kind of tweak them. So it takes a lot of work actually on the back end. And while I'm working, I have the TV on in the background because I don't like silence. So I actually I would say watch, but not really a lot of TV just because it's on mm-hmm. while I'm working. I'm currently re-watching Sons of Anarchy. Mm-hmm. I love and hate that show. <laughs> I tried to quit it like three times, but I was too invested in the character. So I like read ahead to make sure that certain people were still alive and then I kept watching. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's a definite favorite of mine. I liked Breaking Bad. I am a complete comic book nerd so like the avengers i love i love the avengers if i could be black widow in another life i would totally trade i tried to show my team that i can neck snap the other day and i slid across the floor in my heels and i may have pulled a butt muscle so we've got (laughs) things to work on. but i love the avengers um and all of that like anything Mm -hmm. sci-fi anything um fantasies is
0: my favorite because awesome. i was a star wars nerd growing up so amen december yeah. 16th exactly Rogue mm-hmm. <laughs> so yes i know <laughs> awesome how about favorite type of music
1: 80s music this oh, is why we're friends <laughs>
0: yes sci-fi Anything, movies and oh, 80s oh. music
1: um yeah i like the beat i, lo- I love it, there's not much 80s that i don't like And we were talking about that today. Michael Jackson was one of my Mm -hmm. favorites. I also love Bon Jovi. I love Poison. Love Ozzy Osbourne. (laughs) When my kids were born, all four of them, my friend had made me a playlist. So there was definitely Ozzy Osbourne in my room at the hospital. And all the nurses were like, this is very different than the normal, like, (laughs) you know, calming serenade, you know, massage music that we usually get. And I'm I'm listening to Crazy Train. Like, it's
0: fine. (laughs) That's awesome. What was your favorite childhood game? Mm. I don't know. That was so long ago.
1: Um, I have no idea. Mm. Okay. Dutch Blitz. There you go. Oh, nice. I liked that game. I used to play with my sisters. I don't know if I would consider that Childhood, because I was a little older, but we were obsessed with Dutch Blitz. I just yeah. recently
0: learned how to play. It's Dutch. fun. It's, it is fun. Yeah, You gotta watch out. Some people are a little aggressive in that game. Yes, I've like injured fingers. <laughs> <from> <laughs> re- okay, well, I know who you're playing it.
1: with Dutch oh. Blitz with.
0: <laughs> when you play it with adults, it gets a little crazy. Yeah.
1: It's, it is a fun game. I it's love that game. Yeah. I, I like all games, so like it's hard to pick a favorite. But my eight-year-old has been very into Monopoly lately. Mm-hmm. I'd rather
0: play Dutch Blitz. <laughs> yeah, it's much more exciting. <laughs> much faster paced. Last fun question. Scariest thing you've ever done? <sighs> um, well, I think
1: that our society is so much different now, you know, with cell mm-hmm. phones and things. We were talking about how... It's going to be really hard to parent my children when they're teenagers, because if I had had a phone, I would have gotten in so much more trouble when I was a teenager and been able to get out of so much more trouble. But I remember we were just in the studio the other day, having this conversation about like, I can't believe I did that. And I was in college and our car broke down and some guy pulled up and was like, Oh, I'll take you to the nearest gas station or whatever. And I left my two friends with the broken down car. And I got into a car with a complete random stranger and just had him drive me somewhere. And I had no cell phone and I had no nothing. And now as an adult, I'm like, what in the world was I thinking? Like, who does that? But I was like, okay, here I go. You know. So looking back, I'm like, that was one of the scariest and stupidest things I've ever done. But at the time, I just, mm-hmm. you know, when you're young, you think you're invincible. Very true. Yeah. Very true. It's not true. a good
0: thing about getting older. Very true. Well, thank you for playing along with the fun questions. <laughs> okay. Now we're going to get serious again. Okay. Okay. I'm ready. <laughs> so who or what inspires you?
1: You know, it's interesting because I have so many clients that are these like hugely successful women and a lot of the time i put my foot in my mouth because i don't even realize how important they are like i had one woman and she was sitting in the chair and i said oh what do you do at the bank she was like i'm the president i'm like oh oh i'm sorry you know like like half the time i i don't even because every woman to me is just my new friend so i don't really think about it um but i do find it incredibly inspiring when these women are changing the world. You know, having a client that's the top of the banking world or running PR or you know, doing these things. I feel really lucky that the ladies that I interact with that are in my supermodel
0: club or cult or whatever you call it
1: um <laughs> are are like mentors to me. You know, they're accomplished, they're successful. And I look at that and I'm like, I want to play with the big girls. You know, like, I want to be like you when I grow up. So I feel like there's so many of them in that circle already that it'd be hard to just pick one. But I'm so grateful that they are there and that I can, you know, bounce ideas off of them because we have become friends. So that's.
0: And you know what's so beautiful about your supermodel group and you you have networking events and and things where you invite us all back and and getting to to meet many of them and it's a great opportunity for all of us Mm -hmm. to interact with one another and and learn from each other and and it is it is fascinating like i meet some of these people i'm like oh wow you know like i i I, am totally with you like i like ooh, i want to hang out with these people like they are (laughs) these are impressive people like they're doing some amazing things i want to be in their space and and kind of you know be in their energy and and this is fabulous so i can really imagine because you're interacting with all love them Uh you know that's awesome (laughs) very cool so what new things are on the horizon well that you can talk um, about (laughs)
1: um well you know i i always have had goals you know they say you have a five-year plan have 10-year plan um but not really sure how they would come to be um and things are starting to become a little bit more solid so we're not i can't Quite share the logistics yet mm-hmm. because we haven't figured it out. But one of the things on the horizon for Bevfor is pop up studios. Mm-hmm. So ultimately, that we would be able to travel to a location and yes. say we're going to do three or four shoots a book, and then we'll come and down and we'll do that. Um, I do think it'd be really exciting. And it's been in -hmm. my plan on my list to be able to go to different locations and Um, meet people where they are and mm -hmm. take some photos there and then go to the next place, you know? So I'm really looking forward to that. I think it could be really neat. Um, right now we're going to start with the States, but eventually, you know, my 10 year plan, I, I would love to go all over. So it's just kind of figuring out the logistics of it and how we're going to go about starting that and ramping it up, but it's definitely on the horizon. Um, And then with my team, because we now have services up bed that we didn't have in the basement. Um, so we're, we're doing skincare consultations and makeup consultations and classes. And I have, um, another team member who does micropigmentation. So it's mm. actually tattooing of eyebrows, eyeliner, and lip, oh, wow. which is amazing because you don't really want to go to a tattoo parlor and be getting your eyebrows done while Bubba's getting a skull. <laughs> his butt, you know, it's not really the right thing. So we've had a lot of clients come here and do it already, which is really exciting. So ramping up The beauty boutique side also for the services aspect is really cool. Mm -hmm. My team is in the process of getting certified for more things, and we're in the process of changing our um, licensing so that we can do even more here because our ladies love to be pampered in this space. So we're Mm -hmm. trying to figure out how to be able to give them that and pamper them even more.
0: So it's just a fun place just to come hang and do some (laughs) beautiful things. That's wonderful. So what have you not accomplished yet? either personally or professionally or both that you hope to do so in the next year. Um, today I said
1: that there are two different magazines in the area that I want to be in. So I guess that's my next goal. Awesome. I've been in a couple, but I want to like cross them all off the list. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I know I'm very OCD, but, um, there are a couple that I'm like, I want to be in that one, you know, it's specifically one like Susquehanna style, which is all about it's for women, you know, and I would love to be able to be a voice in that magazine. Mm -hmm. You know, even if it was about, women empowering themselves and not specifically above roar. I really would love to be a part of that. So I think that's my bucket list goal is to get somehow get there. So if you know know. anyone, (laughs) I'm just gonna keep asking clients help me. So awesome.
0: So what is the most significant small change you've made lately? Again, either personally or professionally that's having a really big impact on your life. Um, I
1: think for everybody, you know, when you wake up in the morning, you have the opportunity to choose joy or not to choose joy. And lately I feel I was telling my team this today. Um, like a lot of times the things that I touch go wrong and I need to intentionally choose to be joyful about it. And that sounds silly saying that to you because you're sitting here interviewing me about like, wow, it's great. And I'm like, everything goes wrong. But like, for instance, I ordered makeup and part of what I ordered was in the box. And I'm like, come on, you know, but There's no if I continue to be upset about that, it's going to touch everything else. So Mm -hmm. I think being purposeful about stopping and choosing joy, or maybe it was that we were day drinking at lunch that's helping. But but, you know, being able to say like, Mm -hmm. "No, we're going to do this." Like, there's so many good things that we can focus on. That why bother to focus on that? We can fix it and we can move on and we can do better. But it's it's a little change. But that mindset thing is what's really going to affect all the days forward. Mm-hmm. You know, why keep looking back at the yeah. things that haven't gone right?
0: Amen. Yeah. So. That's, that's one of the big things that, that I really promote, you know, through small steps, big success is that, that mindset, like you said, you know, you, it's a choice, mm-hmm. you know, and a choice you actually have control of. There's so much we don't have control of in our life. And that yes. is one thing we do have control of. So.
1: And there are it's so nationwide. many people, like I can sit here and say, wham, my makeup came wrong okay. <laughs> like there are people out there that have it a lot worse yeah. than that. So are we really going to yeah. choose to be upset about that? Like, mm-hmm. yes, you need to take the steps to fix it, but it shouldn't, I, you can't let it consume your attitude. And I think that sometimes we all need to just be reminded of that.
0: Mm-hmm. So Absolutely. So what are you doing now that scares you and how are you pushing through that fear? Um,
1: well, you know, going from being in the basement when it was really just me to having a studio space and employees that I'm responsible for at times is scary. Um, but I think that we're definitely pushing through it as a team. We have a lot of team meetings at the And I think that could be code for, we sit on the couches and talk a lot at the <laughs> We don't have a client. We sit around talking, but I call it a team meeting because then I feel better about it. Um, but it's really, you know, getting the whole team invested is what's going to, mm bring it, uh, what's going to elevate, you know, like we, we need everybody to be, it's kind of like a clock. If one piece isn't working, then the clock is not going to work properly. So if everybody is involved in doing what they should be doing, then the entire thing is going to elevate. So instead of being like, Oh, that's a lot of responsibility. I'm trying hard to like, okay, this is what we're going to do. We're all going to get on board and then we're going to be mm-hmm. great. Cause that's how we've always done it. And it'd be fine. You know? Yeah. So I think, It is, if I focus on it, like we said, the wrong way, if I focus on the negative, then it's scary. If we focus on the positive, then it is totally doable and we can surpass our expectations. Right? Right. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely.
0: Yes. (laughs) So for the young women out there, for the young entrepreneurs, um, for anyone who's trying to decide what's next for themselves, what advice would you offer them?
1: I would say talk to a couple people around you that you value their opinion. Um, Because, like I said, I have a a group of women who can mentor me, Mm -hmm. and mentors are huge. So even if it's just, hey, friend, what do you think about this? I would say ask somebody whose opinion you value before you go and do it. At the same time, if that's where your heart is and where your passion lies, don't let anybody tell you no. So you'll know very quickly in that conversation, you know, if you go and talk to somebody and you're like, okay, I really want to open this donut shop. And they're like, oh, that's a bad idea. I don't know if you should do that. But you go to bed every single night dreaming about this donut shop and it is your passion and that is what you want to do. Then maybe listening to them is not the right course of action. Maybe changing your plan for the donut shop is what you should focus on or something, you know, Mm -hmm. so take that advice and like, you know, it's there for a reason, but don't let it stop you from doing what you love maybe adjust how you were planning on doing it based on the advice but if you're really 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 passionate about something i would say don't don't let anybody dull that spirit either because at the end of the day we only have one life to live and if you're really passionate about something then go for it because why not life would be boring if you didn't try right very true
0: but that's definitely an entrepreneur (laughs) (laughs)
1: that's definitely something that's like no don't sit at home go go do it
0: (laughs) thank you So my business, Small Steps Big Success, is all about how to navigate transitions in our lives um, and those transitions um, in such a way that they have the power to inspire us um, to great change in our lives. So what was a major tipping point or transition in your life, um, personal or professional? How did you get through it? What came out of the experience? And maybe it was this. I don't know. But, you know, maybe it was something completely different.
1: What was a
0: major tipping point?
1: Um,
0: You know, I think... That
1: I have always been somebody that, um, was not, I didn't like to be still, you know, I was always working, always active, always helping, always, you know, mm-hmm. doing. Um, but it was definitely a major change in my life for me to be out of the house working. Um, and with Bev Roor, it's very interesting because so much of what I do is about relationships. It's about mm-hmm. meeting women and talking to them and having them be comfortable wanting to come and spend some time with me. Um, so like if I have a meeting for somebody with coffee, they're probably going to book a session way more than they would if I had never had that meeting because they feel more comfortable with me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So it's a it's been a definite adjustment because I'm away more than I used to be um but it's also necessary for my business. So I think for me um maybe some of that mommy guilt has been something that it's been a transitional thing that I've had to deal with of how to kind of merge the two. You know, because not only does you know we need to work obviously to pay our bills, but I also love what I do. So it's it's kind of blending both. Mm-hmm. I love my children and I I enjoyed the years that I was home with them, but I'm also really passionate about Bever I wouldn't be here if I wasn't. So mm-hmm. like, I'm not supposed to be here Tuesday and Thursday, but I'm here a lot those days. You know, like <laughs> it, it's my heart is here and making it successful and, you know, growing it and having my team be happy is all really important to me. So it's been a very interesting transition to try to marry the two Mm -hmm. and not feel guilty that I'm home a lot less than I used to be. Um, So it's probably good that my children are older (laughs) because if they were little babies, I'd be having a lot more trouble. But yeah,
0: so it's been an interesting transition for me. One last question so the name of my podcast and my business as you know is small steps big successes so to that effect what are some small steps you're taking now to reach your next big success
1: well like we talked about our next step is kind of branching out mm-hmm. um Beverly. so we've been um talking and and like i said it's all very new so these are small small steps but we've been trying to talk to clients to figure out what locations we already know people in and, Mm -hmm. um, how we could branch out in the most effective way and, you know, how that would work. So I have had many clients that have come and said, Oh, this friend in this area was loving my photos and she really wants you to take them too. And it's been kind of going back through that and trying to figure out, okay, if I went to this friend, could we make a pop-up there? If Mm -hmm. we went to this person, could we do that there? So it's, we're still doing it in baby steps because we need to continue to focus on having clients here, but it's definitely something that's on the horizon because I do feel like it's our next big adventure, you know, that we would be able to go different places and have fun.
0: So wonderful. Well, Jillian, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to be here with us today. Before we go, tell everyone where they can find you online.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like where they can find me. Um, well our Facebook page is probably the most active, so if you go to Facebook.com slash Bevroar, and Bevroar spelled B-E-V, R O R E, um, that will take you directly to the page that is promoting everything that we're doing lately. Um, we also do have a website that's just Bevr.com. Um, so either one of those will get you to us. And we are on Instagram and we're also on Twitter.
0: Perfect. And I'll put all those links in the show notes. So people can just good. find you. But yeah, Facebook is easiest. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much. You're welcome, friend. Well, that's it for today's episode. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you found today's episode enlightening and inspiring. Don't forget to check out the show notes for links and other important details shared during the episode. And if you got something out of today's podcast, I'd be so grateful if you'd head over to iTunes and leave a review. Reviews help increase the reach of the podcast. So it's one way you can help spread the word about the work we're doing here at the Small Steps Big Successes podcast. Thanks again. And until next time, keep taking those small steps toward your next big success.